And William Shatner gets up there and he says, get a life. Boy, I don't know what made me say that. I just been mean, I wanted to say it for a long time, okay? And I'm glad I said it. I'm glad it's out. I would have played some of the highlights from the Cubs game last night. However, that lady was right. It's amazing how timely this show becomes. Remember the woman who was talking the other day? I said, if you want to see the guiding light and tape it, just start the tape now when you leave the house at 1 o'clock and just let it roll. And she said, well, if the power goes off, the VCR is going to cut off. And I said, no, no, they've all got a thing on them. Well, I've never had this happen before, but I sure wasn't going to sit there and watch the game. I couldn't handle it. And so I started it. And uh, much, much later, I come back. And at the end of the third inning is when the tape stopped. The power went out. All my clocks are like, you know, the clock on the uh, microwave is blinking. Yeah. So I don't have it. And what a shame, because uh, we had two dramatic home runs, including the game winner by Dawson in the eighth inning. And Dave Smith came on and got his ninth save. We had a big come from behind. I'll tell you one thing. If the Cubs didn't win that one last night, we'd be in big trouble. It'd be all over. I'm not saying that it's great, but, uh, boy, if we'd have been three games under 500, it would have been history. Adios, Arrivederich. Who's that on the star line in Miami? Right here. Yes, sir? Hi, Neil. Uh... Long, long, long time listener. Well, thank goodness for people like you, sir, that can't find anything better to do. Yeah, the only real thing on talk radio today. The only thing, period, in the world <laughs> is right here between 10 and 2. And do these people here appreciate it? No. No. no not at all. Market's no. up two points now. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't that exciting? It's up two whole points. That's I don't want people to panic. But we're in a depression, sir, and nobody wants to fess up to it. Listen, one, the main reason that I called you is I'm on the Palmetto going south, yeah. and this is really constructive criticism. Of what? On, on the traffic reports. Now, they gave a report just as I'm going by 103rd Street that there was an accident going south on 103rd Street. And you believed it? <laughs> oh, man, and you've been listening a long time, and you believe those goofballs? Oh, man, I believe Sky King before I believe Sky 1, 2, and 3. In fact, I believe the sky is falling. Yeah, the sky is falling. Before I believe those guys. Listen, what those do you, guys. What do you think of a guy that goes to Vegas, wins good money, yeah. and doesn't bring anything back for his friends? I think he's a douchebag. Hank, right. by the way. Right. Hank, okay. I saw Hank. Listen, I saw Hank Goldberg coming up the stairs this morning, and Hank was wandering on his way out with a good big smile on his face. He's on his way to the West Coast again, to Vegas again. Is that right? Man has more money than God. Well, here's what i got to do for you, because I'm turning off. But okay. on behalf of my friend Kevin at Central Press, I want to call Bob a genuine douchebag. Okay. And I'm sure they're listening to and you. And don't listen to that Joe Brennan again, sir. He makes it up. He's got three-by-five cards. He just pulls one out. <laughs> That's his slogan over there. When in doubt, you know, pull it come, out. Come to think of it, around 10 o'clock each morning, there is an accident on 103rd Street. That's right. Better start sh shuffling those cards a little better, Joe. Good luck to you, pal. All right. See ya. It's 11 after 10 at WIOD. Also, i got to pick my horse because Phil's... I heard Phil Saltzman call in yesterday with Chuck Meyer. Who was that guest, by the way? Oh, man. Chuck is great, and the audience is sucking up to him real good. But i got to tell you, that... Uh, I'm not into guests. I'd say 90 times out of 100. When I hear a guest on any talk show, I shut it off. Because they're, oh, who was that guy? What were they talking about? The intellectual snobs. Oh, the intellectual snobs. Oh, God. Man, give me a break, will you? 
And I heard Phil Saltzman calling something about uh, his daughter and uh, going to school or some stupid thing like that, probably with the racing form. Phil's daughter reads the racing form in school and probably... Anyway, let's see, who am I going to pick today? I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm sticking with Katie Sweeney. I don't want to snub all the rest of my friends over there, both of them at Calder, but I'm sticking... Until she wins uh, one for me, I'm going to stick with her. Justin Admiral with Katie Sweeney in the first race. How's that sound, Phil? You got it? Justin Admiral in the first race. Wheel it, box it, and puke your lungs out on it. You're not going to go away now, are you? No. Of course not. Okay. And isn't this interesting? I don't have to get up real early tomorrow morning and watch Knott's Landing. I know. Isn't that something? It's so Thank sad. God. Did I you got see it was in what? the top ten this week? Was it really? Yes. Woo! Well, too bad Roger got out of here before we knew that. <laughs> I'll be sure and tell him tomorrow. Hold on a second okay. now. It's 12 minutes past 10 at WIOD. If you're a salesman, you know what you are. And if you're out there on the road every day, if you sell pharmaceuticals, surgical supplies, you just play... Oh, come on, Tom. Look what he puts in here. A plain old asshole salesperson. Tom, can't you do something a little more classy than that? Here's a great idea to make your customers happy. Have a great lunch delivered to them from the pizza loft. How do you like that? That Jeff boy, he's on top of it. The loft delivers anywhere in Dade County, and they can put together a delicious lunch for the whole orifice for as little as $4 a person. I was saying orifice yesterday, and that guy from England was just uh, flipping out. He was going nuts. He was having a bloody fit. Just give Jeff's one, uh, Jeff one day's notice, and he'll take care of it all. And, of course, we all know that the Pizza Loft is home of the world's best pizza and those delicious Italian specialties that you just want to shovel down your face with a shoehorn. Mouth-watering lasagna, stuffed shells, manicotti, baked ziti, eggplant parmesan. It's incredible. And you can enjoy uh, your meal in their new expanded dining room, including the Neil Rogers dining room. I tell you, you know when you've made it, when you have a dining room named after you at the Pizza Loft. That's prestige. Or you can take it home or have it delivered. You can even pay for it with your credit card on delivery. And if you see our friend Jeff, by the way, tell him his ponytail is halluscious. He looks like a, a burnout 60s reject. But do say hi to all our waiter friends up there, too. Okay, the Pizza Loft, upstairs at 69th and Flagler in Miami, just east of the Palmetto. You can't beat the food, and, of course, the price is always right, too. 266-5111 is that number. 266-5111 for the Pizza Loft. Okay, so it was not Phil Saltzman who called yesterday, but I, I just told him, I said, somebody out there has got your voice down pat. In fact, somebody's probably making race calls in their house right now. How come this thing is so... Uh, distorted this morning. Can you hear it? I hear it. It's like hollow, isn't it? Hold on a second. Is that better? Is, I don't know. It sounds a little better. It does? Sounds yeah. the same to me. It's awful loud. I like it loud, though. Some like it loud, some like it soft. Yeah. I'm sticking with Justin Admiral. Uh, Phil said the horse has been away for over a year and has no chance. I'm sticking with Katie Sweeney with or without her bug, okay? Because that bugs me when people try to tout me off my horses. Phil, uh, you were saying what? Me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. I was saying I watched the Cubs game. Let me ask you something. How come when I go into these uh, little side issues here, I you go always crazy. say, you talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? Of course I'm talking to you. Well. And I'm really delighted that you called so you can aggravate those people out there who hate, hate you like poison. That's right. Now they can hate me more. Cause you I'm know, I want to tell you, I was telling George before the show, the talk call-in audience, again, to be differentiated from the listening audience, who are the more normal people and never call radio shows. <laughs> Uh, those people are such butt kissers. You know, when you come to a, like when I've moved around from one station to another, right. the first several weeks is like a honeymoon period. And man, you can't buy an open line. The phones are jammed right up. Here. And man, it just, oh God, we're just so excited to talk to you. And then after a while, the bloom is off the rose and you sit here pumping those numbers. Nah, we don't want to talk to you, you know. And then, then it's Rick and Suds. They got all excited about, and then uh, we don't want to talk to them. 
And now I noticed Chuck yesterday, man, if he ever had one line open at one time, it was a miracle. I mean, the phones were just sizzling. Everybody. And they're just all sucking around. Like, you know, one guy, he asked Chuck, he said, what was your first car? And Chuck says, a 63 Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, boy. And the guy guy says, oh, yeah, great car. (laughs) Great car. I I don't want to go into the thing. I'm not even going to go into it. Go ahead. No, no. About the kids that got killed in one in Sturgis, Michigan. Ooh. Car going 30 miles an hour hit them head on. And the car folded up like an accordion, and they were killed instantly. Oh, but anyway, awful. that's depressing. We don't want to go into that. No. Great car. Great. He would have said, oh, 58 Edsel. Great car, Chuck. <laughs> People are such butt kissers, you know what? They really are. I just uh, can't deal with it. Did you watch the Phonies. Cup game then, Neil? No, I just, I told you. you that I you did not. It. I went out. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I just, and thank goodness I didn't watch it because the it first. It was a great game. Yeah, it was a great game. But the first six and a half innings, they're losing four to one. And it was another comatose performance. And I would have just, you know, but they I would have gone on. nuts. They yes, they on. did. Thank goodness. You know, there's still a little of hope left there. But uh, I don't know how much. Our friend Mark Grace hit 1,000 last night. No, he was three for four. He bounced he out with the bases loaded. He I heard about walking. that. Oh, that's right. At the very end with bases loaded. But Chico Walker had a two-run homer. And then, of course, the Hawk comes through and hits the game-winning homer in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Assenmacher wins the game. And Dave Smith gets another save. And It was a good game. We pulled it out of our uh, thing. I'll we tell you that. We were so excited. We needed that game big time. I'll tell you. If we lose that one, it's history. I need to ask you, why do they call Andre Dawson the Hawk? Well, there are a lot of lines I could use for that. (laughs) I don't really know. I have no idea why. Just a nickname. Okay, I have another question because I'm like a new baseball fan. Yes, ma'am. Okay, last night there was um, a runner. Well, guy hit the ball. Yeah. There was a runner on third base. This phone is making, like, uh, sounds. Yeah. Okay, the runner on third base scored, but that's beside the point. The, The guy hit the ball. He ran to first. He rounded to go to second. In the meantime, the fielder threw a two, Ryan. He caught the ball. The guy, like, gave up. Is that, like, a, a rule? That What? Yeah, he, he just, like... You're never going to replace Harry Carey, I'll tell you that, with this <laughs> scintillating play-by-play. Well, I'm new. He I'm did. New there it. was a runner where? Okay. The batter hit the ball. Oh, I don't even say it again. The market's up seven points almost. Why did the runner give up without trying to make it to second? I don't know. You're not describing, what, did he catch it in the air? Yeah. No. Okay, the fielder caught the ball in the outfield. Cecil Fielder is with the Tigers, not with the Cubs. (laughs) So the runner thought he had a chance to go to second, so he rounded first and started to go to second base. What runner? The guy who hit the ball? The guy who hit the ball. Yeah. Okay. And then the fielder threw the ball to Ryan. He caught the ball first before the runner got to second base. What? He caught it. From the fielder. That's yeah. really to him. And where was the runner when the he caught the ball? The runner was between first and second. Well, he probably had him nailed. He probably made two. What? They were trying to get another runner off base on the play? Is that it? They were trying to get him from going to uh. second. Well, somebody else will call and Thank describe you. it a little bit more articulately <laughs> than you do. I'm sorry. Stick to Knott's Landing, kid. Okay. Well, I love the Cubs and the and Well, the isn't that something? The Braves are ugly. They are not ugly. Dave Justice is I not ugly. Oh, and Justice, we, okay. brought Dale Murphy back. And Tom Glavin's not There's ugly. There's some ugly guys on that team. Well, we got a lot of ugly guys, too. Hey, listen, it's not who's got the best-looking team. It's uh, whatever team you like. I mean, it just happens to be a coincidence the Cubs have a few guys who uh, are not too bad. Like no, Mike Balecki not. and Mark Grace. Yeah, Mark Grace. And Ryan Sandberg, Sandberg and Sean Bosky and a few others. A few others. Yeah. Well, they keep us watching. We, a lot of, we got a lot of real ugly guys on our team. 
Well, we ignore those the guys. No, we don't ignore the guys. They're all our Cubs. That's true. Just because Luis Salazar is ugly don't mean we don't want him to hit a home run. And what about the Hawk? Well, the Hawk has uh, seen better days, but he's, he's a great, great player. He's, he's a great. great. Player. I mean, do you think I... Oh, jeez. Come on. Get with it. Okay. Pretty soon you'll be a Bruins fan, too, so you can salivate over Don Sweeney. Uh-oh. See, hockey players wear too much equipment. There's not right. a lot of stimulation watching a hockey game, okay? They're wearing like 45 pounds of uh, padding and equipment. Right. Baseball's so easy because they give you those nice close-ups. That's right. <laughs> and they're all scratching. Well, That's listen, it. have a great day, and we'll find out for you what uh, Rhino told us. Thank you. Him. I'll keep listening. Okay. okay I'm bye. sure you will. Bye-bye. See you. 22 after 10. What the hell is she talking about? We have an open line in Broward. I, my first car was a 60 Corvair. The next caller, when we take it, I want you to call me and tell me, Great car, Neil. Great car. You know the one where the fan belt kept breaking every 20 miles? Great car. What a bunch of butt-sucking fools this world is composed of, you know what? Anyway, if you don't have anything special planned for this weekend, and probably you don't because this is a very deadly time of the year in a usually deadly town, come on out to the Cutler Ridge Mall at Mervyn's because they're having that big job fair from 10 to 7 taking job applications for sales, stock, and orifice work. And if you want to make a few good bucks, work for some good people, check it out. I'll be there from noon to 3, signing uh, those ugly new pictures, and we'll be giving away sports fan bags, drawing for some neat prizes, and uh, ought to be okay. Okay, in the Cutler Ridge Mall. So all you people in South Dade have been saying, when are you coming down here? Saturday, noon to 3. No retail experience is necessary, but be sure to bring your prior job history, a couple of business references like uh, George and the Manny and... Don't bring Marvin. Come on down to Cutler Ridge Mall this Saturday, 10 to 7. I'll be there from noon to 3. We'll be calling in and making fun of Meg on the air and doing some neat stuff at the Cutler Ridge Mall. The evidence is in. Smoking marijuana affects your brain, causing severe memory loss. Just listen to this actual recording of a celebrated pothead. Your turn, Nancy. Who knew then that this innocent experiment would lead to goofy opinions, belief in astrology, and yes, serious memory difficulties? Mr. President, you know anything about the Iran-Contra weapons sale? Well, uh, I, I just don't remember. Do you know who was your Secretary of State at the time? Well, I, I don't recall offhand. Oh, could I buy a vowel? No! So stay away from marijuana, hot, weed. And if you actually do try this stuff and someone, like a biographer, asks you if it's true, just say no. Dice Rules Band, Lowe's Theater's chain is boycotting Dice Rules, the Andrew Dice Clay concert film, opening Friday. One of Lowe's film buyers found the movie to be... On a non-stop basis, odious, repulsive, and repugnant to women. Oh! Lowe's chairman, A. Allen Friedberg, says Lowe's owns 200 theater complexes with 866 screens in 16 states. It makes decisions on NC-17 movies as this one is rated on a movie-by-movie basis, so the dice man with Lowe's is out. Oh! Big deal. He's not a movie guy. That other movie he made was a gigantic bomb. These guys just don't understand. He's strictly a stand-up comic, uh, big mouth, whatever he is, sleazebag. Just like Howard Stern, radio guy, not a TV guy. They don't understand that down here because they're a bunch of yahoos and they don't hear his radio show. Awful on TV, Howard. Carl Gables. Neil, how you doing this morning? Okay. I wanted to uh, ask you, who are the creative minds behind these uh, little side shows that you have, you know, between commercials? You know where Arcadia is? Yeah. Mental institution? <laughs> That's where they're done. No, but who are the people that produce them for you? Produce what? 
But, you know, the, the Ronald Reagan bit you just had. That was from American Comedy Network, sir. Oh, the, you buy these then? Yes, sir. Some oh. of them, and some of them just fall in the door, and some are done by Mitch Lewis, and some are done by listeners, and some we steal from Rock Comedy Network, from Rick and Suds, and they're from all over the place. we got billions of cards here, sir, because we're desperate for material. Simple question. These people in the audience, they have no material, so we have to come up with our own. All right, well, let me give you I have no life. Right. All right. Here's a guy that uh, I know you have a special place in your heart for, Larry King. Last night, uh, did you see him? I know, I don't know. No, I did not, no. He had on Ted Turner. Yeah, oh boy, talk about a butt-sucking uh, marathon. That oh must my have been. God, I believe me, Larry King's nose is so far up his butt that mm -hmm. I think they would need a vacuum. They probably had to bring in uh, somebody to the excavator uh -huh. to it, it get was, it out. It was phenomenal. And the best question he asked was, like, he, he started talking about Turner's material wealth, and then he goes, he goes, why would a man like you care about the environment? Why would you care about fish? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, almost, I almost fell out of my chair. I want to tell you something. I am so tired of guests. And I'm going to tell you another guest who shows up on Rick and Suds all the time, as long as they're not here to defend themselves, who makes me nauseous. And he doesn't even come in here, thank God. He's on the phone all the time. Is that Moonscope guy? Oh, oh man. He is terminally self-promoting bore. <laughs> God, give it a rest. He's as boring as watching Milk Curdle. I, I think Rick and Suds party with him on the weekend. I think so. Because... That, well, that guy pulls stuff out of God only knows. Yeah, I know where it's coming out of, believe me. <laughs> and uh, one more question. Same place where Larry King's nose is. <laughs> uh -huh. Who do you think about, uh, who do you think is going to win the cup this year? North Stars all the way, sir, in a big upset. I'm so tired of hearing Chuck Meyer and all those Pittsburgh fans. They make me nauseous, okay? I want the North Stars to kick some butt. Pittsburgh's a bunch of goons, though. Yeah. They're going to... You have a couple, what the, the way they, I mean, they're, they're Hey, listen, nobody, did anybody believe that the North Stars could even s stay on the same ice with the Blackhawks? And they blew them away, sir. Uh, but they the just, way they uh, handled, uh, the way And the same work. with St. Louis. Who could have, who could have thunk it, as uh, Jeff can't see it. There, there are few sayings in the world that make the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Who'd have thunk it? That's one of them, man. When somebody says that, I know they're a real Yahoo, and Jeff can't see the forest for the trees said that on Sunday on this station, and we're embarrassed and we want to apologize for it. Who'd have right. thunk it? Oh, Jeff, butch up with those cliches, will ya? All these jock sniffers, man, they make me sick. Well, one more sports note for uh -huh. you. Parcells of the Giants is... Yeah, that's it. He's saying goodbye. Down. Goes out on top. He knows when to quit. I like that. I like a guy who, you know, he's got no more to accomplish. He's going to go up in the booth and probably add 20 years to his life. True. Because he's a real hysterical guy, you know. He's a great coach. I didn't say that, but he's a real hysterical, emotional guy. Now he can go up there and get the big bucks and just relax and uh, tell everybody else how to do it. Criticize all the other coaches. All right, Neil, have a good day. That's what, uh, that's what Walsh is doing. Bill's going to come back someday. I hope not. Have a great life. Bye-bye. It's 1031 at WIOD. We here in Miami are not too fond of Bill Walsh anymore, okay, because he thinks the Dolphins suck and he just uh, prejudices and one-sided, and we just hate his ass. Other than that, he's a good coach. We have two open lines. They're both in Dade County, 751-WIOD. Our question of the day is, are there any straight British men? That guy who was in here yesterday, I'm going to tell you, if we didn't have his feet tied down with cement, you know when they bring those um, party baskets in and the balloons start floating around on the ceiling? I am going to tell you, I thought he was going to float away. For just a second or two, the news department came in and thought the Hindenburg was back. It was incredible. What is, what is that all about? I mean, stop and think of the famous British entertainers like Noel Coward and Rex Harrison. Talk about tiptoeing through the tulips. Talk about Faye Wayne. I, I just don't get what that's all about. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. How you doing? Okay. 
That poor girl, the uh, not saved girl, she was trying, but I couldn't figure out that baseball situation. Could you? Well, I don't know what else she's talking about. I have a feeling there was another runner on base somewhere else. Wait a minute. Oh, we got a caller who's going to explain it right now. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I know you're. I'm not going to kiss your butt, but uh, why I'm, not? I'm, why I'm, not? I'm an, Just because I've been on here here for 15 years, what's wrong with kissing my butt? Okay. I, I'm an LA Law. They said it's, it's supposed to be the best one ever this week. No telling what that's going to be. Uh, I just thought I'd let you know, but I, I have a request if you play in a card. We, no, I asked for unlikely. that. You're, you're not? What is it? For all the, the C-Store uh, language tape I asked last week, and still, we're still waiting. Well, I'm looking for it. If my, I find it, I'll play it, okay? My, my, uh, my secretary said that the, at the office waiting for it, Monica. I appreciate it. Okay. You're doing a good job. Sorry to get to work. Hey, man. See ya. 10.33 at WYOD. You're going to explain the play to us? Yes, Neil. Okay. Okay. The two outs, Braves have a guy in second base. Dave Justice is up. Hits one into the gap in right center. Yeah. He tries to stretch it into a double, and he's going to get his ass thrown out, so he stopped. To he tries to go back to first, and Sandberg chases him down, tags him out. Right, but he stopped to give the... The, the other runner a chance to go on, yeah. Before the third out. Cubs win! Cubs win! Yeah. Great game. You missed it. Well, you know something? The only reason they won is because I wasn't watching. Well, that's the first game I've seen him win this year on TV. If I was watching it, Chico Walker would never hit the home run, and Dawson would never have been in a game. So oh, yeah, man. I'm telling you, I just, uh, I get real emotional with the Cub games. You have no idea. I mean, well, it just I'm... tears my insides out. I'm not just a lukewarm fan. I mean, and the thing that bothers me is these last few days that we've been going through some real rough times, and I'm sitting here just crying the blues. All these Cub fans, you know, Hank and I did that thing at Biscayne on Friday night, and it was a real good turnout. And Hank's asking, we got any uh, Red Sox fans? We got, a, we got any Cub fans? And like, there were jillions of Cub fans. Well, where the hell are they? Where the hell are they? Are they all in hiding? Well, we're we all keep hearing from all these Yankee fans and Met fans and all these other slight Dodger fans. Where the hell are the Cub fans? Yeah, well, let me tell you, I'll be They're up kind there. of talking batted around a little bit and try to reinforce our uh, whatever. Well, my trip is planned. First week in July, I'll be up there. Well, we're going sometime. I still here it is. It's what's the date today? The fifteenth of May. We still don't know anything about it. That goes to show you what this place is all about. I'm going for the big pirates homestand. Oh boy! We should get our butts kicked. I hope not. I hope we get straightened out by then. And you notice, I said we need Doug Desenzo leading off. And even though he was only one for five, but he did score a run. We won the game. You just count the number of games the Cubs win when Doug Desenzo is in the starting lineup. In fact, you remember when Walton got injured, got that uh, stomach virus right. a few couple weeks ago? Right. And we were hot as a pistol then. Right. Desenzo was leading off every day and getting on base, taking a few walks. You can't have a leadoff guy who's got an on-base average of about 240. It just doesn't get the job done. Yeah, Walton Walton's up there swinging at the first pitch every day. He sucks. I'm telling you. He's And plus, he's a dumb base runner. He's always getting picked off base. Desenzo's a hell of a good little ball player. Well, Rhino got And a great out. fielder. Rhino got thrown out twice last night. Yeah, I know. I read about it. I don't know what the hell he was doing. In fact, that that was the end the end of my tape. That's when the power went out. Yeah. Sandberg was trying to score, and Harry saying, and uh, Rhino's going to score, and he's out. You know, and uh, that's when the tape, that's when the power went out. I think the, my VCR couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> I'm serious. It went out right after we tagged him out. The uh, power went out. Yeah, that's too bad you missed it. It was something else. No, I'm glad. I'm happy. In they, fact, in fact, I'll, I'll say this. If I felt they could win every game by my not watching, I would just not watch. All right, that's a Cub fan. And probably add 10 years to my life. Yeah, they just don't have the spark this year. They're dead. Yeah. They're, you know, I've known, I know them very well, this group of Cubs. I mean, you can, you can see the pattern. They score, you know, Sandberg always hits his homers in the first inning. Never in the late innings when it counts. Always in the first inning. Okay, yeah. and we're ahead 2 nothing, 3 nothing, whatever it is. 
And then it's just like the whole rest of the game is like an exercise. They come up there and they're just standing around and Dunstan is swinging at pitches that are bouncing up there and Walton's swinging at pitches on the ground on the first pitch and grounding out. And you can see the pattern. Yeah, this is not, I mean, in 89, they had they were on fire. Yeah, I mean, there was a whole different right. spark on that team. The only guys who are sparking on that team now are Grace and Dawson. That's right. Other than that, they're all in a coma. Yeah, Dunstan never swings at a strike. No. And now, and not only that, but at least Sandberg, when he goes in a hitting slump every April, at least his fielding is still great. With Dunstan, his fielding and his hitting are in the toilet. Right. Come on, Shawan, butch up. And we have nobody to throw the ball. Ever since Jeff can't see the forest that said Shawanometer, Sean has never been the same. He's history. Okay. So good anyway, Neil. Good luck to us. So we have Sutcliffe today, right? I think so. Okay, I'll take a couple of value. There you go. See you later. Later. Another one of those afternoon games at Wrigley. I'll have to be driving home 100 miles an hour in my nearly smashed up Corvette. I come to work this morning, and the Spencer's out. By the way, Spencer will not be here next week, but his crew will be, so everybody get your car washed. He needs the money. He'll be up in Orlando with the doctor for a few days. But his truck will be out there. He'll be uh, washing for dollars. Anyway, I come to work this morning, and I'm racing Laura up the street. Naturally, leave her in the dust. And I get here, and I pull in, and there's this Yahoo from next door at Channel 7. You know those uh, Fords that they drive, or Mercury's, whatever those things are, those... He's sitting there, and he's got some blonde bimbet standing there talking to Spencer's wife. And bah, 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 bah. Finally, she gets back in. I'm sitting right behind him, about three feet behind. He, he starts up in reverse. And I leaned on that horn, and man, I'm telling you, about two inches from my fiberglass being history. Anyway, right now we'd like to tell you about our good friends at uh, Intruder Detection Systems. They're such good friends, we know the owner's name now, Jeffrey's Wern, Z-W-I-R-N. IDS is one of the oldest independent alarm companies in South Florida. They are fully insured. They're state certified. They've built up one of the best reputations in the industry, and they have thousands of satisfied customers. IDS will provide you with expert installation, fast service, and personalized attention to all your security needs. So unless you want to be like Leslie Stahl and ripped off right in your home, you better check out IDS. They'll customize and design a system to fit your needs and your budget so it won't cost you an arm and a leg to protect your house or your business. IDS provides 24-hour emergency service, 24-hour UL-certified central station alarm monitoring. They have a hands-on, state-of-the-art alarm showroom, so you can go in there and uh, grab anything you get your hands on. Their commitment is to provide you and your family peace of mind with their professional staff and Jeffries Warren, the owner, who cares about making you safe, okay? So go visit them at their hands-on, state-of-the-art showroom. You'll meet their owner and the staff, get personalized attention, and they also offer free security surveys in your home or business. In Dade, call 949-0020. That's 949-0020. In Broward, it's 463-7336. 463-7336. They accept Visa, MasterCard. And please be sure and tell them that Nud McNeil at WIOD told you to call IDS, Intruder Detection Systems, Inc. Language tape number six. The convenience store. Follow along and repeat. Convenience store manager. Hello, may I be to helping you please? Repeat. Hello, may I be to helping you please? Customer. Yes, I would like a pack of Parliament lights. Convenience store manager. Uh, you want to have Parliament light? Repeat. You want to have Parliament light? Customer. Yes. I would like a pack of Parliament lights. Convenience store manager. Uh, these are Parliament lights? Repeat. Is these a Parliament light? 
Uh, at least one parliament? Customer. No, neither one of those is the parliament light. Wait, uh, no, is it this one? No, or this? no, it's not that one. You want a parliament light? Yes, I want the parliament lights, please. Is it over here? No, the, par the parliament light. This one? No, no, the par no, can't you see it's a... This look, one right parliament light. No, 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 the over this there one. by the dirty magazine. What? Can't you see it? Listen, no. laundry head, it's the parliament now, turn this tape over for language tape number seven. Ordering Chinese food over the phone. 1043 at WIDA. Sure hope that melon head appreciates the fact I dug that out and played it because we lost our Palm Beach call while that was playing. And we, how often do we get a call in Palm Beach? Almost never. Let's go to Miami on the Star Line. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, Neil, I just saw a movie last night, uh, The Naked Gun. And I thought it was pretty funny at the end because you know the queen was uh, was at a baseball game. Yeah. You know she's gonna have uh, she's going to ball game today. Naked Gun is one of the funniest movies in the history of the world. And Naked Gun Two, I understand, is coming out soon, which I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it was a good movie. Leslie Nielsen is probably the funniest man who was ever born. That's just my own personal opinion. Well, it was pretty funny because at the, at the end, you know who was trying to assassinate her, and it was the right fielder, Richie Jackson. Yeah. You remember that? And yeah, now, you I know, sure do. And Richie Jackson now is a batting coach for the A's. And, you know, he might pass a, might, might have told that old dumb Cuban, Conseco, to do something. You never know about that. The dumb Cuban? Yeah. What does that mean, sir? Wow, well, he's a dummy. Oh, okay. He's an idiotic jerk. Okay. <laughs> all right, and that's all I had to say. Okay, buddy, y'all have a good day now. All right. Go shoot some quail. 1044 at WIOD. We have an open line at Broward, 524 WIOD. And, of course, uh, the star line with Bell South Mobility now, star IOD. Just calls from your pickup truck now. All you dumb Cubans and others. What a Yahoo redneck, sir. Anyway, it's 16 before 11 at WIOD. Cesar Maniago, by the way, I've been thinking about this. If we had any real sports knowledgeable people out there, I would have had a call on that yesterday. He was a goalie, all right. I'm positive. And I think he played for the, um, Red, for the Red Wings and also at one time for the Maple Leaves, if my memory is correct. And, of course, tonight we have the Stanley Cup Finals starting. The Pittsburgh Penguins with Burgess Meredith and the Minnesota North Stars, the underdogs. Boy, go North Stars. Go Neil Broughton, John Casey, whoever the hell else is on that team. I must be very honest with you, okay? I'd like to think I know a little bit about hockey. I can't name you anybody else. I mean, once the game starts, I recognize all the players. But, I mean, North Stars are the only two players I can name you on the North Stars. And that's pretty embarrassing, isn't it? There's a thing in the Sun Sentinel. Oh, jeez. There's a thing here in the sports section in the Sun Sentinel. Not too exciting, but there was a thing. Uh, and I was pretty good, as a matter of fact, about the Penguins' outlook and the North Stars. And the hot goaltending from John Casey and Coach Bob Ganey. Well, where's the uh, names of some of the players here would be good, huh? Come on. It's like one would be good. Look at this. It's just a lot of generalities. There are no names about the... Power play and pen penalty killers and defense and um, it doesn't mention any I don't think they know any names at a Sun Sentinel either. There's no names. It talks about Ulf Samuelson and the Penguins and uh, this one and that one and Tom Barrasso and Mario Lemieux and Kevin Stevens and uh, Coffee Who's Out and uh, Mark Recchi and I can't believe this. I'm I, my hand to the sky. There is not one other name of any player for. Minnesota in here other than John Casey the goaltender. There is nobody in this whole Stanley Cup final thing. 
Well, what about in the article here? Now, there's a big article about it, too. It says uh, Pittsburgh, bah, bah, bah. Johnson said this, Wayne Gretzky said that. Well, there's nothing on here. Let's go back to page one. Uh, about 1981, losing to the um, Islanders. There is not, there is no name of one player, one, other than John Casey, who is the goalie for the North Stars. So obviously, uh, Jerry Zagoda of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, right up there in Minnesota, who wrote this article, also knows nothing about the North Star, and that's his team. Doesn't know anybody on the team. Miami Beach. Hey, yes, sir. Would you would you define a technical term for me? Yes, sir. Hocking a china. Hocking a china. Yeah. Means banging on a china cabinet. Hocking a china means like uh, bu- buzzing in your ear, talking too much, bugging you. Being very annoying. Someone being very annoying. By talking too much. Like Tom Denneberg. Just think of Tom Denneberg. Picture his ugly little face and puny little body, and that kind of matches. Sounds like a real chore. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, sir. Good luck to you. Okay, we have more answers for uh, uh, people out there who have questions. <laughs> I was going to say inquisitive goyim, but that would have been that would have been bad. It's uh, ten forty-eight at WYD. Also, understand through the grapevine that in this week's New Times there is a scathing answer to Richard Salas's scathing attack on me in last week's letters to the editor. But unfortunately, we don't have the New Times yet, so we'll have to wait and find out if it's as good as Mister Disney said it was. See, he gets excited about stuff like that. I don't really care, okay? I mean, it's something to talk about, kills a few minutes, gets the juices flowing in the audience. But who cares? Somebody writes a letter. I mean, the fact that they're even writing about you, that in itself is something, right? How many letters do you see in there about um, Sandy Payton, for example? How many letters do you see in there about um, Alfie? Whatever happened to Alfie? Somebody was asking, oh, that was on the Hank show the other night when he had... Arnie Warren on, and all these old, old KAT people were calling. Whatever happened to Alfie, Arnie? It's 12 till 11 at WYOD. We have an open line in Broward, 5249463. I've lost eight pounds on my ultra slim fast in one week. Today will be a week. And actually, it is, it's even less than a week, because a week ago today is the day that we pigged out at lunchtime, and we just kind of finally said, enough. Remember? Now we, oh, here, look at this. In the building early today. Mr. Meyer, fresh from another pirate victory last night over the powerful Astros, is here today again. Two and a half ahead of the powerful, dangerous Mets. Montreal, by the way, is in last place, eh? Expos in last place. The Phillies won again. They pounded the Giants, by the way. Are there any Giant fans out there? We'll provide the guns. Brian Prop. Just blow your brains out. Brian Prop. Brian Bellows. What, these are North Stars? Yeah. Dave Gagner. Who? Dave Gagner. How are you pronouncing Gagner? it? Gagner? Gagne. Gagner. That's what the guy said. And Davy Smith? Davy Smith? Right. No, that's the Cubs. No. That's also the North Stars. And? Is that it? Uh, Cesar, yeah. Cesar, Cesar Maniago was the goaltender for the North Stars. Long most, time ago. Most of his career, yeah. Well, but he played for the Maple Leafs at one time, yeah. I think. He and Gilles Malosh were... Uh, Gilles what? Gilles Malosh. Oh, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, he's coming in here with some bloody talk again today. That guy was a trip yesterday. He was, he was something else. He was By the way, great car, that uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Ooh. Hey. Great car. I know how you feel about German cars. No, it's got nothing to do with where it's made. It's just like a, it's like a death trap. Well, it's all I could afford then. I all understand. I all now. I had was a little Corvair. Oh, really? 
60 Corvair, nice. a little blue Corvair, and put 150,000 miles on it. And every 10 miles, you'd have to stop for an oil change and a, uh, a fan belt. But uh, it was fun. Yeah. See, everything, you see, everything in life is depends on where you were, place and time, how old you were, perspective. Like when I first went to Detroit, I was a kid at Michigan State, my first, and I'm in my own little Corvair, and I'm driving to the Edsel Ford and the John Lodge Expressways, and it was exciting, and I've got the WXYZ and CKLW blasting on my radio AM, of course, and it was exciting. Now I go to Detroit and like, ah, I want to get right out. Forget it. Yeah, it's like all these memories of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's yeah. a dank, cloudy, slippery, oh, gross place. It's a dump. Man, it's a toilet. <laughs> 1051 at WI. So I guess we could assume safely that there is no Stefan Richet on the Minnesota North Stars, huh? Thank God. But somebody on the phone has got some names. Neil. Yes, sir. Calling from Miami on the Palm Beach line to give you some scoops. That's how desperate he is. Are you a North Star fan? Uh, I'm from Minnesota. Wow. Well, that doesn't answer the question, though, because they've only got about six fans. Yeah, I know they do. My my brother-in-law wouldn't even go out and watch him this year. And he's a hell of a hockey fan. But all of a sudden, they get in the playoffs, they get hot, and that place is just jam-packed, and they're rocking the rafters. Bunch of front-runners up there, eh? Basil McCray. Down the right front, right and he takes it back. Yep. Here's a good scoop for you. Neil Wilkinson, their defenseman. Wow, they got a lot of Neils on that team. That's what I like him. Went to Michigan State. Any hockey player who kneels can't be all bad. Hey, went to Michigan State. Well, like I said, I'm liking him more every second. Right. Yep. And uh, Mike Madano. It comes back to him. Yep. Big score. He's from uh, Livonia. Really? Yeah. From Wolverine Harness Raceway, Schoolcraft in Middle Belt. I know it. Yep. Uh, let's see. How about... Yeah, Basil I bet McCray he played for uh, Toronto. Who's that, Gordon McRae? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a voice. He's going <laughs> to sing the national anthem, I heard. I know. Or Dwight Smith. We'll set him up there. He's not playing much. No. By the way, Cesar Maniago yeah. played for nine years for Minnesota. 24,000 minutes. But I swear to you, I think he also played before that for the Maple Leafs. I could be wrong. You're yeah, he was a big, right. tall, skinny guy. Yeah. Cesar Maniago. I'm positive. Yeah, he and Gump Worsley for years. Gump Worsley. Yeah, uh, Worsley was before him. Worsley was before him, weren't he? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, he and, he and the Worsley Gump was in the Johnny Bauer era, like in the 1800s. Yeah, he and the Gumper were there. Actually, Cesar was there two years before Gumper. But Gumper, was, that was like in the twilight of his wonderful flopping career. <laughs> Remember how he used to flop down all the time yeah. and slide around like a whale in heat? He was afraid of flying. Oh, 